Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. 7 nothing, 421 to play in the first live number right now. The Bills lane 17 and a half at DraftKings, and we are presented by DraftKings. It's Sharp Money here on v the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in a legend covering longtime scribe down in Tampa, of course, Ira Kaufman, JoeBucksFan.com. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Hall of Fame voter, iKaufman76 on Twitter. First off, thank you, Ira. Appreciate the time. Phillies, excuse me, the Eagles laying three tonight there in Tampa. Let me start here. The cachet, as far as the players, not necessarily the same with this Bucks team. Is there juice in the Bay for this playoff game tonight? Well, the NFL saved its best for last, gentlemen. <laughs> That's obvious. Um, I'm in the building. I'm at the stadium. It's uh, 66 degrees. It's clear. I don't think rain is uh, going to be an issue. So uh, no weather problems here at all. Um, look, the Eagles are in disarray. Everybody knows it. I mean, it's hard to count up the ways they're in disarray. Uh, besides the injury factor with A.J. Brown, Hurts, um, you know, they're in a tailspin. They've lost five or six. The Bucks have won five or six. A lot of people jumping on the Bucks for this game. A lot of them. Uh, however, guys, however, it's hard for me to imagine uh, that the Eagles are this bad. Uh, they still got good players. I think talent-wise, they're better than Tampa. Uh, Philly's weakness is pass defense. They can't cover anybody, but I'm not sure the Bucks are in position to exploit it, especially with Mayfield all banged up with the ankle and rib injuries. Ira, you mentioned that the injuries for Baker Mayfield with the ankle and the ribs, how impactful is it going to be from your perspective for this offense if he is not capable of getting the ball to Mike Evans and other guys that got one on the perimeter? Can they rely on White out of the backfield? What can this team do to negate Philadelphia? Well, you wouldn't be asking me that question if, if you watched every snap of the game in Charlotte last week where uh, uh, one particular play, Mike Evans broke free. I mean, there was nobody within an area code of the guy. And, and Mayfield couldn't get it out there. He, he hung it up, and the safety had time to uh, scramble back. And that should have been an easy touchdown for Mike Evans, and, and it wasn't. Uh, it's hard to imagine that Mayfield's ribs have healed that much uh, a week later 
He's also got a sore ankle. Um, I think you mentioned the right thing, Rashad White. Not as a runner so much because, let's face it, the Bucks are 32 in rushing for a reason. They, they just don't run the ball well, having all season, uh, including White. But he, he's, a, he's a tremendous target out of the backfield. I mean, he catches 90% of the throws. I mean, it's a huge percentage. He doesn't drop anything. He always makes the first guy miss in space. And if I'm the Eagle defense, um, you know, I know you got to worry about Evans and Godwin, but considering Mayfield's impairments, um, I think a big part of the defensive game plan is those swing passes to Rashad White. You're going to see a lot of them uh, tonight. Ira Kaufman, the great Ira Kaufman, joining us here. Sharp Money, of course, got Tampa hosting the Eagles. You mentioned the Eagles. I want your take on this team. Sirianni, the organization's upside down right now. Ira, they've got Patricia calling plays. A.J. Brown scrubbing the team from social. Give me your take on the Eagles. I think this has a chance, uh, and we'll know by, you know, 11-15, 11-30 tonight. I think it's got a chance to be a historic collapse. I mean historic. Um, Ten and one, um, and you can't get out of the wild card uh, round, and you don't win your division. Um Everything's going wrong in Philly. I think there's dissension in the building. Uh, I've been told by some people that are in the know that uh, not everybody's on the same page there. Uh, there's crazy rumors about Sirianni's uh, job security. A year ago, the guy was in the Super Bowl and came close to winning it. Uh, I guess that's the way this league is. You know, if, if McCarthy can get bounced, which he might, uh, Sirianni can get bounced. Um, I, it's hard for me to believe that the Eagles can't turn this around uh, with everything at stake. But if they don't, um, it, it's a collapse for the ages. Ira, this team defensively is very unbalanced. They're tremendous against the run, but not good against the pass. Can they really force this uh, Philadelphia team to be one-dimensional and then potentially that would help out the defense where their weaknesses? You know, it, it really is a shame because you're right. Uh, I think they've given up the most passing yards in the league in, in the regular season. Um, and that's with Antoine Winfield Jr. having a phenomenal season at safety. Um, the corners have been very vulnerable. The other safety spot isn't very good. You're right. Uh, however, uh, this is a game that Todd Bowles, uh, without A.J. Brown, uh, you know, can tailor this game plan. Um, they blitz uh, frequently. They're, they're one of the highest blitzing teams in the league, Tampa Bay. Bowles is very imaginative. Uh, in the way he does it, he's bringing safeties, he's bringing inside linebackers. Um, and the Eagles, as you know, uh, did not handle uh, the blitz at all uh, against the Giants. It was like they had never seen it before. Um, and so that's a big key. Um, and I also think they're going to put a spy on uh, Hertz because to me, uh, one of the keys is uh, Hertz hurting the Bucks uh, with scrambles. I mean, he ran for 15 touchdowns this year, a uh, huge number. I think he tied Josh Allen in, in that regard. It's a big part of the Philly uh, offense, uh, and without AJ Brown, I don't see I don't see that many weapons on the Philly side. Ira, Josh Allen, a 29-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Kincaid. The Bills up 14-0 over the Steelers, 4-10 to play. We're talking Ira Kaufman live, the great Ira Kaufman down in Tampa Bay. You know what it is for me, Ira. I, I can't get what I saw from the Bucks in Carolina out of my mind. I didn't. I was just unimpressed. I thought they were kind of listless. I know they didn't give up any points, but I, I don't know. There was something I was left wanting with that Bucks performance in Carolina, Week 18. 
you're not wrong. Now, look, uh, it was improved over the uh, game they played against New Orleans, which was absolutely awful. You know what I think going into Charlotte? Um, Bryce Young, they had been shut out the week before um, uh, Carolina had. And, you know, Bowles is a conservative coach to begin with. He wants to run the ball, play good defense, and not turn the ball over. Those are the three keys for any Bowles team. And I think they went into uh, Charlotte saying, um, we got a good enough defense, and, and they don't, you know, scare us uh, with the wideouts or anything. They don't even have D.J. Moore anymore. Um, if we don't screw up and give that team short fields, you know, they, they're not going to move the ball on us. So it was a very conservative game plan. I haven't said that. Mayfield was lousy. He was lousy, uh, you know, the week before against the Saints when he wasn't injured. Uh, he's very up and down. He's very up and down. Uh, tonight, I don't think they can expect uh, to win a game 9 nothing. Um, you know, Hertz is going to make some plays. He's going to make some plays. This ain't Bryce Young we're talking about. Um, so I think you got to score in the 20s um, to give yourself a chance. I think he's got to open it up a little bit. But uh, you're right. If the Bucks don't raise their play over what we've seen in the last two weeks, uh, I don't think they're going to win tonight. Ira, let's go big picture and towards the offseason, assuming the Buccaneers don't win the Super Bowl. Is it a definitive that Bowles will be back? Could we? Is it a certain that uh, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, at least for next year for the Buccaneers? What is the idea of what the Buccaneers will look like going into next year? I think there's about a 90, 95% chance Bowles is coming back. Now, if they get blown out, uh, you know, by an Eagles team uh, that's in total disarray, maybe the Glazers uh, take a second look at who's out there. Um, you know, there are some big names out there. Maybe they take a shot at Harbaugh. You never know. Uh, certainly, if the Bucks win this game, Bowles isn't going anywhere. Because uh, they're going on to Detroit. You, you, don't, you can't fire a coach that just won two division titles and had a playoff game. That's not going to happen. Now, you mentioned Mayfield and you mentioned Bowles in the same sense. And I think you did so properly because I think Mayfield's won Bowles over. He's won the locker room over. Uh, with his toughness, he's feisty, got a chip on his shoulder. They didn't know what to expect out of this guy. He came in for $4 million on a one-year deal. He's won them over, uh, even with his up-and-down play. If Bowles comes back, which by all accounts he will, um, I don't think they're going to let Mayfield hit free agency. I mean, look, they're picking 20 in the draft. I mean, can you really expect that Michael Penix is going to be there or Bo Nix? Uh, certainly uh, Jaden Daniels and, uh, you know, Drake May and Caleb Williams are gone, long gone. Um, so what do you do at quarterback if you let Mayfield hit free agency, especially if Bowles comes back? If Bowles comes back, I think Mayfield uh, gets signed by Tampa Bay. Um, look, I'm not giving him a four-year deal for $180 million, but he's proven a lot this year. I think he's a strong comeback of the year candidate. Um, odds are very good Mayfield's here uh, for next training camp. Ira, you got a minute and a half, two-part question. Give me a prediction quickly on tonight, and then what does Jerry Jones do about Mike McCarthy? All right, it pains me to say this because I'm in the press box and the PR people are hanging over me, but uh, I'm, I'm going with the Eagles in a close game. I, I, just, I just have a hard time thinking they're this horrible. Um, they were 10-1 and one for a reason. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. Now, A.J. Brown hurts. He definitely hurts. Uh, you know, he's an all-pro receiver. I, I turned in my all-pro ballot Monday, and uh, I had him on my second team. Um, can they run the ball, Philly? I think they can. 
I think they can run it well enough to stay out of third and eight. I think they'll make enough plays on defense, maybe a turnover. I got the Eagles winning this thing by a field goal tonight. As far as Mike McCarthy, um, I know Jerry's fairly patient. Uh, oh, Troy Aikman just walked into the press bus, gentlemen. Uh, maybe I should put him on with you. But uh, uh, I think I think I think they, I think Jerry's got to make a move on McCarthy. It, the loss was too terrible. Um, they were never in the game from the start. They looked ill prepared, uh, disinterested, unmotivated. Uh, with the guys that are out there, and Jerry being 81, 82 years old, just like Arthur Blank, I think these are two desperate owners ready to make a splash. Wouldn't it be something if uh, if Blank and Jerry Jones went head-to-head trying to get Belichick? Uh, I think McCarthy is gone, and uh, and Belichick's a, a pretty good bet to, to land uh, in Dallas. If Barcel could do it and, and live with uh, Jerry Jones, uh, then I think Belichick could do it. Lots of star power. Aikman and Kaufman in the same booth. I, I Kaufman, 76. Joe Bucks fan. Thanks, Ira. Enjoy the game. I got my eyes on a Cuban sandwich, gentlemen. So uh, I'll talk to you soon. Be easy, Ira. Thank you. We're coming back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro, get the daily best bets, access to our betting splits, upcoming big game betting guides as well, all for $9.99. It's less than Peacock. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Go check it out for a month. If you like it, stick around. Okay, VSIN.com slash subscribe. The Pittsburgh Steelers are hanging on by the skin of their teeth, boys. Just kind of trying to hang in there. It's 14 nothing. the live number. Buffalo over at DraftKings up 21.5 points as a favorite. 25.5 just adjusted. 25.5 point favorite in-game for the Buffalo Bills up 14 nothing. 
44 and a half on the total. Brent Musburger joined us earlier, and his two bets are looking pretty good right now. He had the Bills covering the 10, which is where it closed. A big connection here. Mason Rudolph looked to be about a 35-yard, and he fumbled the football inbounds. The Buffalo Bills jump on it, and the officials are huddling to see where it's going to go. Looks to me like they are going to give it to the Bills. Let's see if it was fumbled inbounds. They said it was out of bounds on the recovery. Okay, it was fumbled out of bounds. So it looks like based on where they sit right now, it's going to be a first down and a big pickup about 36 yards for Friermuth. However, we shall see. I think they're going to take a look at this one and see. Yep, it's going to be the Bills ball going the other way. So it will be a fumble and the Bills ball once it gets corrected the other way. The Bills already up 14-0. That ball was inbounds. That ball was corralled inbounds. And it's easily going to be the Bills ball. Let's get all over this, boys. If you're looking to get in, it's 22 and a half on the number. The Bills are going to have a short field going back the other way up 14 nothing. Yeah, I agree with you, Patrick. You're correct. It looks like to me he was inbounds on the recovery. They made the initial call, giving the ball to Pittsburgh. Buffalo has officially challenged it. Guys, I don't know about you, but it didn't look like there was any part uh, that was out of bounds no. of the defender that picked up the ball. 100% going to be Bill's ball here. I, I agree with you. Uh, so, again, 21 and a half on the end game over at DraftKings. You want to get in. Uh, they're going to have a short field here, big guy, but that's going to be Buffalo's ball. Yeah, I'm just I'm pulling up uh, Jeannie Bouchard's Twitter to see if she tweeted, my ex-boyfriend can't throw it and catch it too, guys. Come, What are we doing? George Pickens with a fumble while we were talking to Ira. First play after the fumble, Allen unleashes it downfield for like a 45-yard bomb touchdown. Then they, they get the ball back. Defense finally makes a stop there. And on a big play to Fryermuth going towards midfield, he fumbles it? Like, what are they doing? I just, look, I don't mind losing bets, but Mason Rudolph has made a couple plays here and his teammates are letting him down. Don't, you are doubling, I wasn't really critical of Mason Rudolph. You don't have to continue to tell us how great he is. Come on now, big guy. He, he, he's made two throws that Kenny Pickett can't make today. I know that. Yeah, well, this, the only question I have here was Fryermuth out of bounds? Mm, no. No. Was Dude, he, he's but, airborne. What? And, and the defender slid, doing a great job keeping his body inbounds while he corralled the football. I think it's oh, a great no, play. for sure. You're 100% right. He definitely got the ball inbounds. Uh, Unless they say he was bobbling it and pushed out of bounds. That's the only thing that could happen. They could say the linebacker who jumped on the ball was didn't have full possession yet while he was pushed out of bounds. No, I think it's going to be Bill's ball. I think you're Calling right. The yeah, I think Pittsburgh right. completion and fumble out of bounds. But I think they have unequivocal evidence to overturn this. So, no. again, here we go. Call stands. I'm I'm very confused, but I'm happy unless with it. Unless body was, unless yeah. we weren't seeing something with the replay yeah. they saw where Fryermuth's body was out of bounds when he was touching it, yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Jim Nance was saying that Fryermuth was on the sideline and touching the ball, even though it was loose. Oh, oh here it is. Okay. Here it is. His face mask barely brushed the ball as his body was out of bounds. Dead ball. Wow. Okay. What a break. Well, that is, a huge, they, that they is get, a huge break for this team. got about 10, 11 yards in the next play after that. And now they're on plus side of the field here. But, guys, I think this is a time to be aggressive. If they don't face a third, excuse me, a fourth and 10 or something, I think the Steelers, with the way this game is going, I think they're going to probably be in four-down territory. I know it's early, 
But you, you've got to say, hey, we're going to be here because right now it looks like it's all Buffalo. Yeah, field, field goals are useless Yes, today. exactly. <laughs> they're, they're yeah, not, you're right. Also, also kicking in the cold yes. with the wind, who knows. Uh, you got to score seven here. You got to get seven. You do, and they do have a first down, so we'll keep you updated end game. First down in Buffalo territory for the Steelers on the 47. A nice pickup, a 10-yard pickup by Najee Harris, 9-yard pickup. So it looks like it's going to be second and short as that could be a turning point. Like that that was by literally the ball deflecting off Friar Moose face mask. That could be the difference here as your bet is still alive, big guy, because it wasn't going to be alive. The Bills were going to have a short yeah. field going back the other way up 14 uh, Does this feel like the longest first quarter ever? It started like 50 minutes ago. We're just and ending the first quarter now? I, I don't think they're going to get a snap off here before the first expires. Yeah, so we're going to flip, and we're going to go the other way. End of the first, Buffalo up 14 nothing. Live number, the Bills. Ooh. Minus 20 and a half at DraftKings, 44 and a half on the total. So I, I would take a look at Pittsburgh with the 20 and a half here. I mean, here's the other thing. They've got a second and one. I was surprised they even got to the line of scrimmage here. You're going into the win. Why wouldn't you just make the decision to go the other way, Patrick? I don't know if you have in front of you exactly where they're at on the field, but this would be an ideal shot to take a shot. Second down and one. Now you're going to have the win behind you. Good opportunity. I think they're probably around 46. somewhere 30. 46. That? Okay. The Steelers are on the 46 above. I mean, good good opportunity to really maybe put one in the air here. I think this is a good option, a good opportunity. Maybe uh, that's it, why they waited for the wind to flip. Yeah. No, but it was obvious to me. You look at the play clock and you look at the game clock, there was about a 15-second differential. They got to the line of scrimmage. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, just go to the other side. If anything, if I were Buffalo, I might have forced them to take, take a time out there. It's the first half. You've already burned one on the challenge. Maybe make them not be able to throw into that win situation. I know you're not going to do it on a second-and-one situation, but it just feels like this is an opportunity for Pittsburgh. Okay, boys, uh, so a couple things coming out of the weekend, and that is the head coach tracker. So Dan Quinn, now we were having this conversation. I, I was joking with the big guy last week, but of course the front runner was Dan Quinn to get that Seattle job, obviously a relationship with the organization, a relationship with the general manager. I, I just think it's hilarious to hire Dan Quinn in 2024. I think it's absolutely reprehensible to hire Dan Quinn in 2024. No offense. He has been requested by, I think, three other teams now. It, the only thing I would say is I'm going to give him credit here. Like, I don't think yesterday should, if he's your head coach and you want to hire him, I know perception wise, what happened to his defense yesterday in Dallas is a disaster, but you have to be a macro thinker and what he did all season. I think you have to measure Dan Quinn that way. I just wouldn't hire him. Even if he shut out the, even if he shut out the green Bay Packers, don't be a prisoner of the moment. So that's where I'm at on Quinn, but the, he's the leader in the clubhouse boys to get the Seattle job. Yeah, I remember he was a defensive uh, co uh, coordinator there, uh, I think, what, 2013, 2014, before he went to the Falcons to be their head coach. Second stint, he'll have obviously learned a lot. But the one thing that I hold as a negative in terms of bringing in Dan Quinn, isn't that similar to bringing in somebody else from the Pete Carroll regime? You had the head coach there already who's had great success. Why would you bring in a coach that got terminated elsewhere to be the head coach who comes from that same, I don't want to say system, but uh, same coaching tree in essence? 
Yeah, and he was a disaster after the – he wasn't very good, I wouldn't say disaster, after the Super Bowl run. But remember, that Super Bowl run as well, everybody gives Kyle – everybody says Kyle Shanahan's the, the GOAT. So, to be fair, he was running that offense in Atlanta. So, how much of it had to do with Quinn and how much of it Shanahan, the Super Bowl run? Yeah, but <laughs> – I think it's the most overrated thing. The I we have familiarity with this candidate. We want him to come in here. Don't you feel like the the progressive thing is to bring in a new set of eyes, a new set of ideas, someone to like take you up a notch? Like the whole concept of we know this person and they know us. That's why they're our leading candidate. I just don't buy into that. I think D'Amico Ryans was a unique instance this past offseason where he was a former player for, for the Texans. They were desperate for leadership, desperate for someone who was their own. He had learned in San Francisco. He'd been an awesome coordinator. He made a lot of sense there. Just to be like, Dan Quinn's defense has been good in Dallas, and he used to coach here so we know him well. He's going to be our hire. I just think that's really short-sighted when there are so many more innovative names out there. Like, Sean McVay and the Rams had no ties to each other. That's working out pretty well. Dan Campbell and the Lions, right? Would he play there for two years or whatever? Not really a ton of connections there. I just, I, this whole idea of he used to be on our staff, so we want him, I think that's a really poor leadership move. Guys, I'll go back to something Patrick said a few weeks ago. Think about the teams that are in the postseason right now. The Rams, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Texans. I, obviously, they've got DeMarco, uh, D'Amico Ryans, but they had a great quarterback in C.J. Stroud. But the other teams that I mentioned, you've got an offensive-minded coach. Patrick, you talked about it two, three weeks ago. You've got to go offensive. Today's NFL is designed to allow the offenses to succeed. I don't think a defensive first head coach is going to put you in a position when you look at San Francisco, you look at the Rams next year, you look at Arizona potentially with Kyler Murray still there for a number of years. Why not go towards offense? So this was a huge 11-yard loss. Mason Rudolph on first down picked, got, got sacked. So it was second and 21. Then Jalen Warren looks like he picked up. A good chunk of it. It's going to be third and eight. So Warren with a big run on second down. Manageable third and eight here in Buffalo Bill territory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As we go to break, we'll let you know what happens on the way back. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're a Steelers backer, big guy, and the rest of you, plug your ears. Second and goal from the Buffalo four. Rudolph with an out route throws a pick. So, again, the Steelers were on the verge of scoring second and goal at the Buffalo four. They were fortuitous by keeping the ball earlier in the drive when it looked like a fumble. The Bills looked like they were going to have a short field going the other way, already up two scores. Uh, but an interception by Mason Rudolph. So 14 nothing is going to be this Buffalo Bills ball at their own 20, up 14 nothing. 22 and a half is the live number at DraftKings, 40 and a half on the total, boys. Yeah, just a huge missed opportunity here. I, I don't know if Pittsburgh, it, they need to stop. They need a three and out. Now you sit there and say you get to stop at any point, it's great. But just mentally, guys, it seems like that one really hurt. You're down there, you've got. First and goal at the three-yard line. They run Najee. He loses the yard. And then they come back with the pass on second down. Uh, just a tough spot for this team to be in now, already trailing 14-0. I think it's uh, time to uh, make a call to the bullpen if you're Mike Tomlin. Bring out the righty. Unfortunately, I think you got to go back to Kenny Pickett. Because no, 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 no. no, no. You as much can't as I... come off your buddy Mason Rudolph no. this quickly. No. Can he pick it? Gotta go yes, back. he can. He can throw picks. 
No, no, he can't. No, but the difference is he won't throw it as far, so less chances for picks. Everything will be a shorter interception, much harder for the defense to make. That throw there in that spot is as bad a throw as you're going to make, staring down a receiver standing in the end zone, and he basically threw it on the hip of the cornerback. The corner looked down at the last second, went, oh, my God, the ball's here, and just had to squeeze it. Yeah, he just decided where he was going with the ball before he snapped it, right? Yeah. And he made he a nice play before that to get them down there. Like, made a play where, where he evaded a defender and made a nice throw, but then just negates it with that. That just that's, that's why he's not a starter, right? It's why he's been a bench guy for so long. Philly, Tampa Bay right now, the number. DraftKings is showing 3-1-10. So Philly laying three on the road, 43 on the total. We'll have our plays on that one coming up. Josh Allen and the Bills already up two scores. We're in the second, 10-17 remaining, second and eight on their own 22. So here's Allen dropping back, and he's going to pick up about three. It's going to be third and five. This is a big down for the Steelers. This is a big. Let me take a look at the live number just off that adjustment. This is a big down for the Steelers. Buffalo, 22.5, 39.5 on the total in-game over at DraftKings. Of course, you can download the app and get involved where DraftKings is legal for you. Third and five on their own 25. Let me walk you through this play, then we'll get back to some of the news and notes coming out of the weekend, boys. Uh, Allen in the gun. He's up to the line, going to audible a little bit here. It is 9.35 to go, 14 nothing Buffalo, their own 25. And here's Allen. He's going to pick up the first to Diggs on a seven-yard pickup. So keeps the drive alive, a new set of downs for the Buffalo Bills. We talked about Dan Quinn. You know, last night, just kind of that dance between two of the most brilliant minds, frankly, you're ever going to see, McVay and Ben Johnson, just the play calling. It was exceedingly played at a high level with the the battle of wits, of course. Now, Ben Johnson, unless a team just wants to win a presser, Cook with a big run on first down up to their own 42, a pickup of nine, going to be second down and one for Buffalo. They can slow down a little bit here and start to grind down the Pittsburgh Steelers who are banged up on defense. But Ben Johnson, unless a team just wants to get out in front of it and win a press conference early, there's no reason. This is in college. You don't have a recruiting window. you got to get somebody in before free agency, obviously and before the draft. Uh, but Ben Johnson's going to be high at the top of many people's list. Also, Bobby Slowick coming off his performance all play calling for the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns. He obviously is going to be in high demand as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I like the way you laid out the order because that's the order it's going to be. And you look at Ben Johnson, he's going to be that choice up there with Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick as one of the three guys that real really emerges. And I think the reason why Bobby Slowick, even though we've seen a massive turnaround in Houston, because let's be real here, C.J. Stroud from a talent standpoint is on a different level compared to Jared Goff. And what the Detroit Lions have been able to accomplish has been incredibly impressive, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. So something to pay attention to. And I like the other point you made about uh, them not needing to rush. I never understood why NFL teams felt like, hey, they've got to rush unless there was a uh, particular candidate in such demand that you have to get them uh, right. signed up real quickly. You're right. This You're not worried about recruiting. Get the right guy. Teams act like, hey, if we don't sign somebody by next Friday, we can't hire a coach. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's I think it's sometimes it's like you feel like you're being left out of something yeah. while others are starting to and maybe you're missing out on pieces, but like fellas, like right now 
the discussion about Bill Belichick is legitimately centers around the Atlanta Falcons and potentially does Jerry Jones want to make a move there with McCarthy? I think if he wants the Atlanta job, from what we're understanding, he's going to get the Atlanta job. Yeah, but uh, if, if you're doing the hiring, well, whatever job it is, I mean, shouldn't you be asking more questions why you're interviewing someone who's not currently in the playoffs? Like, I think that should play a role. There's a reason why there are certain guys you can't talk to till after their playoff runs are over, like Slowick, like Ben Johnson. Uh, the, the Belichick to Atlanta thing, it blows my mind. It's just, I understand what Arthur Smith was. He's very clearly a, a coordinator and not a head coach. Doesn't really have the temperament to be a head coach. But at the very least, he's a guy who can dial up an offense. Josh Allen just took your prop over to the house. 55-yard wow. touchdown, Josh what? Allen. Wow. Wow, I'm behind you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean like, to give you the play. No, away. you're good. It didn't look like a design. What a stutter. Dude, that guy's a freak. He did he turn, stutter he, step? He had time to turn on his blinker. Uh, well, How, he, but, but that acceleration was ridiculous. It didn't look like a drawn-up run, but he immediately, when he dropped back, he just took off right up the middle. 52-yard touchdown run for Allen. Remember, his rush prop was 36, 36 and a half. We went over here on the show. And to my point, right now, do you believe the Atlanta Falcons, with the roster as it is, would they win more games with Bill Belichick as the head coach or Joe Brady, who just called that play for Buffalo, who was the freaking quarterback's coach a few weeks ago and has taken over this offense after the bye, and they've looked totally different? I just push back on Brady for a second. Look, that was all Josh Allen. He no, saw I, the play. He I broke know. it down. But I'd I, rather have Joe Brady than Bill Belichick. I, I, I can appreciate where you're coming from, but it's a smaller sample size for what he's done here at Carolina. He didn't do particularly well with Matt Rule there. But, guys, I don't see the proper fit with Bill Belichick in Atlanta. You've got a bunch of young players. To me, if I'm the Falcons, I'm offering up a second-round pick to the Chicago Bears, bringing in Justin Fields and taking a shot with him. It, listen, Fields is not a prototypical drop-back quarterback. But you imagine with that running game with Algier, Bijan Robinson, and then you throw in Justin Fields in the mix, then that allows guys on the perimeter like Drake London and Kyle Pitts to be able to do different things. This coaching carousel, this is, in my opinion, arguably going to be the most fascinating offseason in terms of coaching hires that I can recall in a long, long time. How quickly a game can change, boys. So, again, the Steelers, second and goal, second and goal, from the four-yard line of the Buffalo Bills, an interception, and then what, six, seven plays later, a 52-yard touchdown run from Allen. So we go from potentially 14-7 if they convert to now 21 nothing, and the game's over. That all happened within about a minute and a half span. <laughs> that is pretty wild. So 27 and a half is the live number at DraftKings with the Bills laying it up 21 nothing and 44 and a half. So Brent Musburger, shout to Brent, who joined us earlier on the show. He liked the Bills covering the closing number of 10 and 39 on the total. So good job, Brent, as he's watching from the warm confines of his home. I said this to Dustin earlier, and I'll keep repeating myself. I hate to sound like a broken record when it comes to Belichick, is you got to go cost-benefit analysis. Is his coaching acumen at 71, 72 years old so great that it overcomes what you're bringing into your organization? You're bringing in a vibe, frankly, that is one that's going to be run. It's going to be solemn. It's going to be low energy. And he is going to the shadow of covering that 15. He's got 15 wins to go before he breaks the record. That shadow will overshadow the Falcons, who aren't a big-time organization. 
the players, and everything. So, again, if the coaching acumen at this point at 71 overshadows the vibes that you're bringing in with Belichick, go ahead and hire him. I just don't believe that to be the case. Well, it's it's a it's a big failure if you if you settle on that. Just because I think the job is better than it's it's being given credit for. Uh, you walk into a situation where I know this is the hardest position to pick in all of sports, but you're a quarterback away. Right, And if you bring in the right offense, things make sense because you have a strong running game. You have a solid offensive line. You have weapons. But also, I think that defense was really good. Jesse Bates was a, was an impact player, first year in free agency, over to that back end. Grady Jarrett has been awesome on that line for years. I, and then you look at the South. The NFC South stinks. It may be the worst division in all of sports. You could easily come back in, take that job, win it in year one. To settle on Bill Belichick when you could have a dominant run there against Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield, they may ink Baker Mayfield to an extension. You could work them for 10 years. Here, to Dustin's point, you look at the salary cap, you look at where this team is, and you look at the division, the way it's currently constructed. There's not a quarterback in New Orleans. There's not a quarterback in yeah. Tampa. Bryce Young may not be the answer in Carolina. You can bring in or potentially trade for or bring in the right quarterback. You got an opportunity to be a really good team with some, some of the pieces they have on offense. Wait, you're saying the Falcons need a quarterback? What happened with Ritter? What'd I miss? <laughs> We've got our plays, Tampa Bay. An inspired Tampa Bay team. No cachet, but they can beat the Eagles. The Eagles are upside down. We'll come back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings tonight, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly using the promo code Vegas. So download the DraftKings app. New customers use the promo code Vegas, get $200 off the $5 bet. And remember, all bettors every day at DraftKings, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Now, if Mike Tomlin sticks around in Pittsburgh, 
He's going to have to do something offensively because right now, I mean, this game is over just because that is such an uninnovative offense with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're down 21, nothing. The live number of the bills, 28 and a half, 43 and a half on the total. But we were joking during the break off of the 52 yard touchdown run from Josh Allen. It's not Matt Canada anymore. So whoever replaced him ran a dive right into the teeth of the defense. No pre, no pre-snap candy. No movement, no nothing to spruce it up a little bit to kind of, I understand they were trying to set up play action because that's all the Steelers do like no pre-snap movement. No, nothing. This is not a team that's going to come back and do anything. So they're down three scores, 21, nothing five fifty-two to play here in the second. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he got a double header today down to Tampa five fifteen my time eight fifteen your time on the East Coast we'll get into that matchup but anything before we do on what we're seeing here at Orchard Park Mall you know Patrick you brought up a great point with the lack of creativity and innovation from the Steelers offense if Mike Tomlin were the head coach of any other organization he would have been fired a long time ago the Steelers have always kept coaches right Chuck Knoll since 1969 there's no, there's just no energy with this team ever. I mean, none of us were, you said it best during the commercial, you go that first down and 10 fullback dive for two yards was the most Steelers thing to see on that play. And that's the problem with this organization. At some point in time, if, if Mike Tomlin were a quarterback, we would talk about him the way we do Tua and Trevor Lawrence. We'd say, hey, you got to make a decision here. If not, you've got to move on, especially with the Tua that we discussed earlier. This team is not going anywhere fast with the lack of creativity and the innovation that they have. Yeah, that uh, Franco Harrison, uh, the boss, they, like that is that is that was ugly. A big guy, I need some pre-snap candy. Like, I need something to titillate me. I, you have to show me something to throw the defense off, and that's not your Steelers. And they are your Steelers. In a world where, like, everyone's coming up with new ways to trick a defense, Pittsburgh's like, you know what we're going to do? They're going to expect us to trick them, so we're going to run right at them over and over again. They don't even know we're coming. It, watching this team, I think there's a couple of really, really apparent things. And number one is they're not good. It's just not a good – and -uh. the year of the backup quarterback, there was a lot of underachieving in the AFC, a lot of injuries. They're not supposed to be in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers doesn't tear his Achilles. Steelers aren't in the playoffs. Joe Burrow doesn't hurt his wrist. Steelers aren't in the playoffs. The Brandon Staley learns anything from his mistakes. The Steelers aren't in the playoffs. This team is not a playoff team. It's just that's how things shook out because there was so much weird, so many weird injuries. And then guys like Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars underachieved. This team is not very good. And if I was Mike Tomlin, I would get out instead of trying to fix it. I didn't see who it was, but the Bills just picked up about 35 yards <laughs> down into Steelers territory. They're going to be at the Steelers 33, already up 21 nothing. This is a long second half for the NFL, putting out this product. Second half's going to be interesting. Well, you know what? It's a good thing that we got Tampa Bay and Philly coming up later to close Juicy. things out. How about Tampa Bay? How about if you're a Buccaneer fan? And uh, the cachet a couple of years ago with Tom Brady under center, now it's Baker. That's why I'm just curious like what the vibes are down in Tampa. I got a couple of friends there. I should text them. Uh, but the game itself, fellas, let's discuss. The A.J. Brown miss is huge. The reason this one's so hard to handicap is because there is no chance I'm betting with Dustin's money 
on Tampa Bay. I watched him against Carolina. Baker Mayfield is completely mitigated right now. He is hampered. That is, it's just not an impressive team. Now they held Carolina to nothing, but Carolina's offense, one of the worst we've ever seen. Okay. The Eagles talent wise, even without AJ Brown, they're on another level than the Bucks. But the one thing I will say about the Buccaneers, specifically with an Eagles offense that isn't playing well right now, Buccaneers defense quietly has played very well this year, giving up about 19 points per. So that would be the one edge. I, again, I got nothing as far as uh, if I had to let, if I had to do anything, I'd lay the three, but this is a stay away from me. And I generally like to give something, but no, I got nothing here. I'll, I'll, I'll dig up my props, but that's about it. Completely agree with you, and uh, Steelers just made a touchdown-saving play here. But uh, Oh, it doesn't matter. It's over. No, but I want to go back to the point Patrick made about this Tampa team. Can we put on lifetime they, instead of the game? They, they put, uh, they've played well. <laughs> but you know the one thing that would push back as a negative on this team defensively? How good are they truly? They get to play the Saints twice, the Falcons twice, and the Carolina Panthers twice, six out of those uh, 17 games. I, to me, right now, if you're the Buccaneers, and we talked about with Ira Kaufman about, hey, they're going to potentially bring back uh, Baker Mayfield. If they don't win this game, which I think they're going to have a hard time doing, doesn't mean I'm taking Philadelphia here. I think you've got to go get somebody. You can, I mean, are you really winning big-time things with you Baker Mayfield? You can't run it back. That's what I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> Let someone oh, else make that mistake. Steelers with a huge block field goal. All right, so 223 to play, fourth and seven, a 49-yard attempt here for the Bills, and the Steelers showing a little fight, a little grit. It's Block it. Dan Campbell just fist-pumped somewhere in Rochester, Michigan, as it's going to be the Steelers' ball with 213 to play, down 21-0. Um, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Amal. You were you were talking. No, I was just laughing at the blocked field goal. I don't think I've seen a field goal get blocked and go about 30 yards backwards. I mean, this thing ends up around the Buffalo 25-yard line. It's the biggest gain for the Pittsburgh <laughs> yes. offense all day. Exactly. Uh, all I'm saying, Patrick, when you look at it right now from a pitch, uh, from a Tampa standpoint, you don't have a great football team. Um, I think you have to really start considering your options in this offseason. All right, big guy, anything? Uh, I've got some props that we can go over, but uh, I cannot bet. I do some stupid things like betting on the Steelers plus 10 today. I cannot back either side in this game. I would love, love to see a Tampa Bay win and knock out the Eagles, but I just don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, Philly's been here before. I think they win, but I can't lay it either. I can't do that with them. Yeah, I can't touch it. Listen, I can't touch the cider total. The one prop that jumped out at me this morning, you could tell me if you concur, uh, it's the same as I did with Josh Allen. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 39 and a half over at DraftKings on rush yards. I don't like, I love it. Just like I love the Josh Allen rush yard prop at 36 and a half. AJ Brown out. Um, again, it, we've been discussing it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, while hobbled, this is a better team. And this number, it's, I had the number, I thought closer to 42, 43. I'm getting 39 and a half. Big guy, I'm going over rush yards, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I have a Jalen Hurts prop as well, so we're somewhat on the same page. Uh, what, what, what do the Eagles do better than everyone? The brotherly shove, especially when they get down to the red zone. Uh, they're not messing around here. They're not going to do anything stupid when they have chances to score. They know that's their safest play, and they're great at achieving it. So we're going to do a bit of a ladder on Jalen Hurts' touchdowns. First touchdown, plus 380. Two-plus touchdowns, plus 380. Three-plus touchdowns for Jalen Hurts, 
hey. 14 to 1. Because I can't bet him at one touchdown minus 162. Let's do some pizza money on some of those. You know, I would say the one I like the best is two plus touchdowns plus 380 if you're only going to bet one of them. But I like doing a bit of a ladder there with him. And then with A.J. Brown out, Dallas Goddard, 48 and a half receiving yards. The Eagles this season are 4-0. When Dallas Goddard has at least 49 yards receiving and the Buccaneers give up the most yards in the NFL to opposing tight ends. And because I do think Tampa Bay will be trailing, I'm going to look at Mike Evans as well. Mike Evans over 67 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's been over that number in six of eight home games this year. Uh, he's averaged like 100 yards at home for 61 on the road. And the Eagles allow the second most yards and most receptions to wide receivers. All it's going to take is one big heave-ho downfield from Baker to Evans, and we should be able to get a big chunk of that number. Okay, good stuff. And again, you're going to lay off the side and totally hear them all, right? Yeah, I am. I think this is the toughest game of the weekend. I, I think it's really tough to back one side or the other. Will we have a head coaching vacancy filled by tomorrow? That's my question with a minute to go here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. The interview between Harbaugh and the Chargers concluded earlier today. Do you guys want to take a shot? you think any of the vacancies filled by tomorrow by the time we do our show? I, I don't think it'll be tomorrow. I, I think maybe later in the week. I think our first one gets filled by Thursday. Yeah, they got to go through the proper protocol. So we know that. But coaches interviewing like crazy while Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick stick around in the postseason. Okay. Well, right now, just to give you a quick update, it's 21 nothing. It's going to be the Steelers' ball. But we have, big guy, if you have the live number up, I was on my props page here at yeah. DraftKings. I do have it. It's 24 and a half. The Bills laying at 45 and a half on the total. Let's see if Rudolph and the Steelers can put something together here. Okay, boys. Enjoy. I know you're both excited. <laughs> Enjoy Eagles Bucks. Playoff football. It's fantastic. How about Mason Rudolph with a little connection for the big guy? We'll see you tomorrow here on Sharp Money. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.